Hello, and welcome to the Mountain Brick Baptist Project 119 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. I'm Amy, and it's my pleasure to join you in reading from the Advent Devotional Guide. Today's passage is Isaiah 44, verses 6-20, and I'll be reading from the ESV today. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and the last. Besides me, there is no God. Who is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and set it before me, since I appointed an ancient people. Let them declare what is to come and what will happen. Fear not, nor be afraid. Have I not told you from of old and declared it? And you are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? There is no rock, I know not any. All who fashion idols are nothing, and the things they delight in do not profit. Their witnesses neither see nor know that they may be put to shame. Who fashions a god or casts an idol that is profitable for nothing? Behold, all his companions shall be put to shame, and the craftsmen are only human. Let them all assemble, let them stand forth. They shall be terrified, they shall be put to shame together. The ironsmith takes a cutting tool and works it over the coals. He fashions it with hammers and works it with his strong arm. He becomes hungry and his strength fails. He drinks no water and is faint. The carpenter stretches a line. He marks it out with a pencil. He shapes it with planes and marks it with a compass. He shapes it into a figure of a man with the beauty of a man to dwell in a house. He cuts down cedars or he chooses a cypress tree or an oak and lets it grow strong among the trees of the forest. He plants a cedar and the rain nourishes it. Then it becomes fuel for a man. He takes a part of it and warms himself. He kindles a fire and breaks bread. Also, he makes a god and worships it. He makes an idol and falls down before it. Half of it he burns in the fire. Over the half he eats meat. He roasts it and is satisfied. Also, he warms himself and says, Aha, I am warm. I have seen the fire. And the rest of it he makes into a god his idol and falls down to it and worships it. He prays to it and says, Deliver me, for you are my god. They know not, nor do they discern, for he has shut their eyes so that they cannot see, and their hearts so they cannot understand. No one considers, nor is there knowledge or discernment to say, Half of it I burned in the fire. I also baked bread on its coals. I roasted meat and have eaten. And shall I make the rest of it an abomination? Shall I fall down before a block of wood? He feeds on ashes, a deluded heart has led him astray, and he cannot deliver himself or say, Is there not a lie in my right hand? Is there really a difference between those expensive name brand bagels and the store brand ones? I asked my husband recently as we were ordering our groceries. If you talk to my husband, you'll learn that I like to save pennies here and there when we're able. And sometimes I'm willing to pay less for something that might also be a little lower quality, whereas my husband's often quoted mantra in her house is, you get what you pay for. Sometimes, and especially in the case of the bagels, he is right. The store brand bagels we bought were really more like bread. They lacked chewiness and flavor and maybe had some mold on them. At the end of the day, they were just inferior to the name brand bagels they attempted to imitate. 
In today's passage, we are reminded that idol worship will never satisfy us and that idols are always inferior to the Lord, the King of Israel. Isaiah 44, 6-20 paints the striking contrast between the God of Israel and the gods Israel has been choosing to serve. The Lord is the Redeemer. Not only is He the first and the last, but He knows the past because He orchestrated it, and He has intimate knowledge of the future. He holds time in His hands. He is the Rock. He is sure and certain and dependable. He is a God who speaks and reveals himself to his people. These things are not true of the idols Israel has chosen to worship. They are made by humans, limited beings who grow tired, faint, and weary in the process of idol making, in contrast to the God of Israel who made heaven and earth and who rested not because of his exhaustion, but as a sign of his work being complete. But it's not just that idol worship is silly. It's a danger to God's people because it leads them astray from following after the one true God, the only one who can satisfy their desires and deliver them from their sins. Unfortunately, we're not that far removed from the Israelites, are we? Even though we may not be creating idols made of wood and stone to physically bow down and worship, John Calvin was right when he said that the human heart is a constant idol-making factory. We take all kinds of things that are inferior to the power and the majesty of our Lord, and we want them to be something they simply can't be. We want them to save us, to give us meaning, to provide hope, to fulfill our longings, and to satisfy our desires. But they simply can't because they are inferior. In this Advent season, where are you putting your trust? Ask the Lord to help you see the ways that perhaps you have fallen into the same folly of idolatry that plagued the Israelites, and ask Him to help you repent and trust in the One who is superior, in the Creator and Sustainer, in the only One who can save. Will you pray with me? God, we come to you today and we confess the many ways we are like the Israelites. Our hearts are also constant idol-making factories, in the words of theologian John Calvin. We are always looking to that which cannot save to save us, and to that which cannot sustain to sustain us. Would you forgive us, Lord, for putting things on the pedestal of our hearts that were never meant to be there? Would you help turn our hearts and our affections to you, to the only one who can save, to the one in whom all of our hopes and our desires are fulfilled, and to the only one who can bring true meaning and true purpose in our lives. We thank you for Jesus, that you have made a way for us, even in our idolatry, Lord, that you have mercy and that you have grace, and that because of the cross, we are forgiven and made right in your sight. We pray all this in your name. Amen.